Good evening, everyone. Hey, welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about something really fun. Yeah, we're going back to the mall. We're going back to the mall this week. Uh, this is Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. Yeah, which, as a title, is clunky and also unbelievably spoilery. It's like. This entire movie, oh, you could kind of set this whole thing. stupid th- if you don't know that's Eric in the basement. Sure, I th- and I think that's probably what they went for, where they were like, oh, fuck, everybody's figured out the whole <laughs> <laughs> uh, If we I don't put that- him in the subtitle, they'll just think that we're going to make a twist and we're right. not. Um, that, that's what I thought, is that I was like, well, it's too obvious that it's Eric. But do you that, know, they but don't set it, up that it could be possibly anybody absolutely, else. Absolutely, of course. He and whips also, off his mask and it's the weasel. It, <laughs> if it had turned out to be Polly Shore... <laughs> This would have been the greatest movie of all time. Instead, it's, it's just like great. the sixth greatest yeah. movie of all time. Uh, yeah. So, uh, wow, we got the we've got the return of our villain from uh, from Hack O' Lantern. I, I couldn't believe it. How exciting to tie that all together! And I couldn't believe that I couldn't recognize him either. That that guy popped up, and I was like, "Fuck, have I seen that guy?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, that movie you just watched three times last week." I know. Now I'm like, now I'm really desperate to talk to him. Now that we've done two yes. things in a row with him in it. Do you still have the earring? Oh my god. It's not an earring. It's a medal hanging a from metal. his ear. <laughs> Remember, not a single person can identify that fucking thing as an earring. <laughs> you may as well just wear a sign saying, I did it. <laughs> not not once does anybody say he had an earring. They always say he had some sort of, had metal, some sort of metal hanging from his ear. Yeah. They like they've literally never seen an earring before. <laughs> I love it. I don't know how it stays there. <laughs> It's just—it's suspended it's like, by metal. It's, it's like maybe he has a magnet, like <laughs> embedded in his ear, or perhaps it goes through his earlobe. That's not possible. But that would make him bleed. Yeah, that's that's crazy. <laughs> anyway, so here we go. Let's get stupid with the Phantom of the Mall. God, this movie's stupid. It is wonderfully <laughs> stupid. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, there, oh, also we we noticed that there are multiple takes of this movie. There's a there's a weird unedited version, and we can't find out why. We don't really know what the deal is. It's probably my, a t- we're, my theory yeah. is a TV version because TV, the deaths yeah. on YouTube you can find two cuts of this. One's uh, one's ninety minutes long, the other one's about eighty six. Yes. The ninety minute long starts completely differently, and I didn't watch it through, but apparently to the comments it's cut yeah. to hell, and they're missing all the death scenes. So that to me I says mean, TV broadcast. We it started off with a three to four minute long gymnastics routine where just like our other characters are just watching Eric do gymnastics. Which kind of makes sense though because you do True. see it. I mean Eric is extremely athletic so there's yeah you kind of set that origin up but you don't need it. Yeah I mean yeah I don't feel and like. And if they were going to do that why wouldn't he just be like you know going for his, <sighs> his black belt or something like that that would be relevant because that when this movie oh turns into God. a fucking action movie right. for, for two minutes. <laughs> Very true. I don't know. I'm grabbing the axe. (laughs) People would have just bought that he was psychotic, and so he had psychotic strength or something. I I feel like they'd be okay with that when he fights off a trained killer, but whatever. Um, So we start off with a shadowy figure breaking into a sporting goods store and stealing a crossbow and a handful of bolts off the shelf that are just loose. And a mannequin head. And a mannequin head. Um, A security guard comes in to stop him. He's like, aha, I'm going to pretend to be a mannequin. And you're like, wow. So this is what he does. He hangs out and he pretends to be a mannequin. That's why he's never been caught. And then he gets super then caught. He gets caught. He's it's like, oh, shit. Like, oh. You mean cartoon, cartoon disguises don't work? <laughs> Apparently, Scooby-Doo rules <laughs> yeah, do not work exactly. here. 
he can't just dress up as a mannequin and fool the law. So he gets caught and then kills the guard. And then straight to the title. With fire. Yes. Because he's burned. Because he's burned. <laughs> uh, and now we, uh, we go to the opening of the Midwood Mall. Which is the same mall from such great pictures as Chopping Mall mm. and Commando. Yeah, it's, it's such a good mall. I mean, <laughs> they let you do so much stuff on that glass elevator. Yeah. In all of those movies, everybody gets to play around on the glass elevator in unbelievably dangerous ways. I love ways. the scene. Oh, we'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, I, love, I love the security guard when he jumps on. That <laughs> may be the funniest thing I've ever seen. Boy, Just that, the sound, that was. too. <laughs> <laughs> It was so surprising. His hair just gets unslick and just like hangs down. <laughs> so good. Uh, oh my god. Okay, so so we're at the opening of the Midwood Mall, uh, and uh, our little announcer guy, who is this is is this the uh, the guy that owns the mall that starts off? Sure, I think it is. Um, but I loved his line here: "No more shopping in the rain." <laughs> that's that's the idea of the mall. We're we gonna put a, a we put cover a roof. over it. We put a roof on this building. <laughs> Unlike every other it's building you're going building to shop. in town with a roof. Yeah, <laughs> this town sucks. <laughs> no more driving forty five minutes down the road. That yeah, part makes sense. That does make sense. The rain part, to the not mall so with much. The roof. <laughs> yeah, to the one place with a roof. So uh, there's a we see a teen girl go in for a job application and she's absolutely shocked when she gets it. Yeah. She walks out and she's in, this, like super stoked at this weird ass place. I can't decide if it wants to be a restaurant or a nightclub called sleuths. Is that what it is? Yeah. They okay. have like the dance party there later on. And it's just like, it seemed like a after hours bar at one point. It's very confusing. All I know is that uh, there was a line of people. There was like a, no, that wasn't for sleuths. That, that was, was for, for Harry, the other girl. For the, uh, that was for the, the girl that got the sales job at the oh, clothing store. Oh, that's right. Okay, so those are two different girls. Yes. All right. Uh, there are two different girls. <laughs> there are two different girls in this. <laughs> I did notice that. Uh, <laughs> Karen Wilton, the mayor of this town. Played, played by Morgan Fairchild. How the hell did she get roped into this? <laughs> do not know. Uh, but like everything else about this movie, there's a lot of high budget stuff in this that is very surprising. I mean, just shooting in this mall must be ungodly expensive. Either somebody knew somebody or a lot of these people had some gambling debts. True. <laughs> and they there's needed some quick money fast. All sorts of <laughs> possibilities there. But I mean, it was very expensive. There are some expensive stunts in this. There are some dangerous looking yeah. stunts at the end of this movie. That oh, are yeah. Absolutely impressive. It turns into a, it turns into like a Universal Studios stunt show at the end. It really does. Looks great. <laughs> I was impressed. I <laughs> and, mean, they we, were... bring, we bring back the Winorski signs too when he falls onto the <laughs> shelf of propane tanks that are all labeled propane. <laughs> that was good. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, so... Winorski signs. <laughs> so... Uh, the girl with the job meets the other girl who's getting the job, and they uh, and they meet up in the middle of this little, I don't know, they're having their announcement of the mall opening. And this was one of my favorite things where, like, the two of them are, like, listening. Everyone's quiet. Yeah. And they're having this thing. They're like, wow, she sure does look good. Yeah. How does she always look so perfect? <laughs> it's like they're, like, shouting at the top of but their lungs. But it's like lungs. she doesn't. She just looks, it was such a weird. Yeah, very strange. But it was like they, Morgan, were, they yeah. were totally isolated. They're talking about Morgan Fairchild, who plays the mayor, yep. apparently of the mall, because she's just always there. She never leaves <laughs> the flipping mall. Except for the one scene in her house where they visit her in her bathrobe at night, 
because that's how you make meetings with mayors. Well, because apparently there are no police in this town. And any any police business goes through the mayor first in this movie. <laughs> so the camera guy shows like some sort there of... There isn't a single cop in this whole movie. Did, no, <laughs> no, they're all security. Never thought of that now. It's just security guards, yeah. Nope, <laughs> just security. So uh, this we're introduced to Patrick, the camera guy, for, I don't know, the Midwood shopper or something. And he shows He's some dreamy. Sort of, he is dreamy. He shows odd interest in our in he our main it. girl. He's like looking at her freaky. I love too when he comes up and he's like, "You look familiar," and then states exactly where she's from. Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's not familiar. You literally know. You exactly literally know who that is. Exactly stupid. who she is. Um, so we cut to inside of these massive like air ducts that are like triple the size of like you, you can know, stand in them. Die hard air ducts. You can literally walk in them. Um, and it's a big mall. Yeah. And in a lot of air. And then we see Eric circle July the 4th on his calendar. Why? Don't know. That's when he's going to blow up the mall? Sure. What, why? Don't know. Maybe. I just want to state with this movie, I have a billion questions. <laughs> I have zero answers. <laughs> I can say. I don't think we'll be able to find out the answers to a lot of these either. I think, I think a lot of this. This movie sets up just, a lot of things yeah. that just don't go anywhere or don't make sense. This is one of them. Nothing's. Nothing relates to July 4th at all. Yeah, just wait. Here's but he's going he's gonna to make a circle. Here's the next one. Okay, so. Meanwhile, at Polly Shore's frozen yogurt stand. Okay. The two girls. TCPS. <laughs> Susie and uh, Melody. 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 Melody, not Melody. Melody. Yes. <laughs> the two of them come up to get yogurt. They get served their yogurt by Polly Shore. One of them takes the yogurt and... Oh my God! There's a human ear in it. Oh, it's blue velvet, the flavor of the month. What is happening? No, seriously, what's happening? What is happening? And Polly, so so the girl gets an ear in her yogurt, and Polly Shore goes, "Oh, ears are extra," and he takes the ear out and just starts eating it. Is it a fake ear? It must be. That okay. why would he cannibalize a real ear? Right. So why would he have a fake edible ear? <laughs> We needed to set that that scene set up required. the eyeball punch right. joke later, but because that's, that the eyeball it. has to be real, but then we don't know that it's real because we don't know where it came from. That's a punchline where it only works if that's a real eyeball that came from the guy who was just killed. It did. Okay, but I how assume. do? But we we don't even know where that guy was in relation to the yogurt stand. But anything in the air ducts can go anywhere in the mall. Absolutely. And also, you can locate people by keys by looking at the... Yep. yep. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. I still love this movie, but... Uh, but, yeah, but, 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 yeah, where did the ear come from? Or why? It's like, a fa- That's a fake ear, but we needed something like to set all, up that helps All somehow. we needed was a cutaway shot to, like, a bag of, like, fake ears behind Polly Shore or something like... <laughs> nope, that wouldn't have helped me either. But I would have gone, why the fuck does Polly Shore have a bag of fake <laughs> but ears? But you still would have known where it came from, or, like, the, the, the gag, you know what I mean? <laughs> or if it took place at Halloween, like, that was, like, a Halloween fake body parts in the ice cream topping, you know what I mean? That Any right. of these things would make sense, but they didn't touch on any of that. They right. just, oh, ears are extra. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Well, there's not much you can say about it. He doesn't wear a hairnet either. He doesn't. That's going to be some hair yogurt. Yeah. And then they tell Buzz to buzz off. I heard that one. I heard that one. <laughs> so, uh, the mayor comes by on her press tour of the mall that is <laughs> like a month long and goes 24 hours a day. She lives under super shoes. Yeah, and she is getting yogurt 
And then she stops to get a photo with the two girls who've just gotten their jobs. Because she's bringing jobs to the area. And then the photographer's weird again. Yeah. Uh, and Eric watches the whole thing from the vent. <laughs> we get a lot of those, like, reaction shots of Eric in the vent. I love when we see Being Eric's creepy. VCR room. <laughs> yeah. That's the best. It's, we'll get there. Yeah, there's a, I got a lot of questions about that. And so then we have the uh, photographer... I yes. forgot his name, but who cares? Patrick. Patrick comes up to Melody. <laughs> this is my favorite part. I was like, you look familiar. Yeah, you look familiar too. Yeah, I was taking pictures of your house when it got burnt down last time when you were outside of the fire. And just like... He's smooth. I mean, you got to give it to him. That's that's a, that's a smooth come Yeah, you know that fire line. where your boyfriend died? Weren't you talking about some guy with some metal in his ear? <laughs> Whoa. Woo. Slamming that exposition. Slam the brakes there, buddy. All right. So uh, so we find out that the fire was set by a guy with a weird religious symbol in his, I, 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 in his ear, is what they say. Again, uh, can we touch on this weird religious symbol that doesn't come into play? This Zero. All this guy has is a unique piece of metal hanging from his ear. What the fuck do you call that thing? But it's a piece of metal hanging from yeah, his ear. I don't know what you and call they, it. And they, and they it's some sort of ring that hangs from an ear, ear but yeah. there's no name for it. No, <laughs> no one, no one looks, has ever identified It looks really weird, yeah. Um, but yeah, they mention that it's a weird religious symbol, but they don't ever touch they, on that again. Oh, they're really hoping that in the, the sequel they can do some sort of like Halloween thing. Where you they imagine make the, somebody's got like this whole world building The cult thing. of thorn yes, is going to exactly. be part of this. Somebody's like writing this be like... Oh man, you just wait. How's you wait se- for part three. How's the sequel to um, Phantom of the Mall 2 going? Oh, you mean Phantom of the Mall 2, Eric's Revenge for His Revenge? Um, yeah, I've already written the first six parts. <laughs> the revenge of that guy who got revenge on Eric? <laughs> uh, yeah. He's got like six mall movies all written. <laughs> this is going to be big. I would have watched every single one of them. This is going to be the next Friday the 13th. Oh man. So uh, Peter and, and Melody are hanging out. And uh, she opens her locker to find a bouquet of orchids. And she's she's shocked because those were the flowers that she loved and that Eric got for her. Yes, exactly. And so flashback, a flashback to Eric giving her orchids. And sex. And sex. So Polly Shore, uh, uh, Buzz. Oh, God, this scene. This is so weird, too, man. I feel like we're just going to say this is weird and we have no explanation for it about 400 times. Because we don't. Because we really don't. But uh, Polly Shore shows up and he's like, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Can I talk actually, to you Actually, he, he doesn't do his shtick at all in this. He's actually very... Can we very, anyway? We can, we're going to pretend he does. Okay, so... So he comes up and he's like, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Uh, don't worry. I have supersonic hearing and I have this super special power that I've had since birth. I can have a conversation with someone and understand a conversation that anyone else is having anywhere else on earth. Cool. That's a, that's a good character trait that's going to come into play later on, right? I can't imagine what that's going to do later. Oh, oh nothing. Yeah. So turns out <laughs> not a goddamn thing. Just forget thing. about Polly Shore's supersonic hearing because he's not going to solve any Save the day with it later on. <laughs> I don't understand it. But so he introduces this Chekhov's gun of like being able to hear. What does a Chekhov's gun mean? The Chekhov playwright said that if you introduce a gun in the first act, it has to go off by the third act. Chekhov's okay. gun. It's a, it's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> but uh, he introduces this thing that needs to happen. Okay. And then it doesn't. Yes. So we got that thing. Uh, Is that the so, same as a MacGuffin? No. <laughs> MacGuffin was uh, 
uh, is basically a red herring. It was. That's what pop- I mean. Yeah, something that's think think matters but doesn't. Well, actually, I guess kind of it is. Yeah. I mean, maybe it is a MacGuffin. They might have introduced it for a reason. Chekhov's red MacGuffin <laughs> is Charlie <laughs> sure. Shore's supersonic hearing. Yeah. So he says. It's not even a clever thing to say. It's supersonic. He says, "I." Supersonic doesn't make sense. No. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, we've spent too much time on this, but he basically says you need to lay off Melody. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, who are you to tell? And the guy kind of gets like apprehensive about it at first, and then he's just like, okay, we can be buds. After he gets mad, then he gets unmad. He's like, oh, fast. you need to do this, and he's like, oh, I'd like to have Melody tell me that. And he goes, okay. <laughs> so that whole scene was just completely pointless for him to introduce having a superpower that doesn't exist. <laughs> and we're done. So uh, now we're introduced to the the bad boy of the mall. This is the owner's this son. This guy is awesome. Played by the actor from... Uh, Friday Six. Yeah, Jason Lives. Oh my God. Yeah, so... <laughs> He's, they do a really nice cut here where we're cut into the middle of a scene where he's telling him that he can't use the car because he's, <laughs> he's wrecked. already wrecked two. <laughs> he's already wrecked two Fine, of Fine, whatever. I just take mom's car. Yep. And this kid is uh, a, a walking cartoon. He is. Of, of, of teenage angst. In a movie with Polly Shore. He's the most This guy is the cartoon. <laughs> so let that sink in. <laughs> like later when he finds a skateboard. Oh, skateboard on the floor. Guess I'll just spin around on this for a while. <laughs> yep. This guy. This town needs some something entertaining. So this cartoon um, thug is the son of the mall owner, and he just spends all of his day at the mall, being a, a douche. Just really, being a douche. Kind of like I was when I was like fifteen. I don't think you were this much of a douche at the no, mall. No, I wasn't. But I, I was. I was. I was thinking about that the other day. Um, I saw some kids in the mall just being loud and obnoxious, and I'm just like, fuck, man. I was just like that when I was, like, 15. Oh, no. I'm thinking I was, like, so awesome. And it's like, oh, that's what I was like? Oh, man. Oh, man. It's kind of like those realizations you have with age. Where it's that's so sad. When your mom drops you off at the movies, and then it's like, pick me up at the mall, like, two hours after the movie, and you just hang out at the mall, and you think you're badass, and it's just like, no, you're just a, a pass to everybody. <laughs> Eh, I mean, but you were happy about it, so it served its purpose. I hated every minute of it. Oh, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so speaking of things that I don't understand, which we will always be doing. So there's a guy in the vents now. He's working on the ventilation system. Is he a handyman? Is he a maintenance guy? The mall did just open, so they could be doing some last minute (laughs) tweaks. Okay, so because they're missing... Two security guards at one point, correct? I don't recall missing security guards at all. Okay, when he after the first security guard disappears and they have to kill him. They okay, have to, the first one in the intro. N- uh, oh, you're right. Oh, that's the first security guard. Okay, sorry. Yep, now I got it. Oh so, shit! This movie makes total sense. No, it does not. <laughs> so no, this is a third person that they just don't account for at all. Because oh, that's wh- a big part of this movie is people just dying and nobody caring about it. <laughs> well, he or people seeing dead bodies and not really <laughs> caring about it, as we'll see. Well, from the, a, especially the mall, the mall owner. <laughs> the mall owner brings in his cleaner to take care of it. He's like when he's, the mall owner finds a dead body, he 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 makes the same expression that you make when you forgot to pick up butter on the way home. <laughs> Just yeah. like, oh shit, I was supposed to get that. Huh. Uh, Especially uh, when a corpse drops out of the vent right in front of him onto his desk where he's working. He's like, oh crap. <laughs> get me the actor from Hack-A-Lantern. I need someone to take care of this. Um, yeah, so... The earring guy? 
Uh, the what? Oh, the what? <laughs> what the fuck is an earring? <laughs> uh, so there's a guy. There's a guy in there probably working on the ventilation system. Sure. And for some reason, this pisses Eric off to the point that he kills. That's him. his vents, dude. Oh, okay, stay out of his vents, man. Yeah. So he blends this guy's face off and then drags him into his body pit. And I love how he he shoves his face into a spinning fan, and then the next shot is like uh, the mall owner looking up at the air vent. And you think, like, since his face got put into the fan, it's going to shoot blood down, but nope. <laughs> nope. Just that. They dropped the ball there. Yeah, absolutely. But nope. Just that. And, and, and since it would have been the mall owner getting the blood sprayed on him, it wouldn't have been a big deal because he would just be like, oh, crap. Well, he wouldn't have given a shit. He would have called in somebody to clean his vent. <laughs> like, luckily, this mall has a Pratt Abbott. Yeah. I mean, he keeps... He, uh, was Yeah, so that's a different area. Because he called when he heard, who did he hear getting killed? He heard somebody as they were getting killed. He was like walking under a vent. We, we had I a cut. This, this scene, or that might have been this one. Death? Okay, it might have been that one. So either way, he's like, there was a sound in one of the vents. Go in there, security guy, and go check it out. Maybe that's the third guy. Like, they have a big turnover for security guards. Huge. They even got to get dudes from other movies. Like Hackalantern. <laughs> like Hackalantern. So, um, so we, we get this leering security guy who's watching women change in these dressing rooms where they don't ever close the door and they get out of their underwear as well, like you do in a normal changing room. Blink if you miss it. Brink Stevens is one of them. Really? You could sell that hair anywhere. I did not notice that. That's funny. Okay. Um, so And the security guard is such, oh, so, yeah. so skeezy. Yes. And Ken Foray is not having any of his shit. Ken Forey got hired because he's also been in a mall movie. That's a good point. Uh, so <laughs> He knew his way around. He knew his way around a mall. <laughs> and so he's like, you know, the mall owner comes in and he's like, hey, there's some knocking in section G. Let's go check it out. That's and, probably the clogged fan. And that's right? the that's probably that was he was hearing the guy's face getting jammed yep. into the fan. Uh, so the girls go shopping. Melody finds a dress that she can't afford. She's got to save her money. Yeah, she does. She should really treat herself, but she's not going to because she's got to go to college. She's got to go to college. Very important plot point. Just Education kidding. or a sweater. Yeah, exactly. Come on. You can't have both. You, you can have one or the other. <laughs> so security guy goes to check it, check out this thing in the, in the pipes, but not before he says something really creepy to the girls before he leaves. I can't remember what it was. It was something about pulling his cord. He was playing with his keychain on a cord. He was like, oh, yeah, you, you girls want, can pull, you girls want you to pull my cord. You guys my chain yeah, anytime something or something. Like something. Yeah. Who cares? Some Stupid. dumb shit. Get killed. And then, yeah, so he climbs into the ducts and then climbs out of the ducts into this area that has... Okay, so here's another problem. <laughs> he climbs out into this area that has all of the electrical for the yes. entire building. Eric's driving a fucking forklift inside the walls of the ball. <laughs> right you next, could, you could sublet out these air ducts and, and make apartments out of them. He's no longer in the air duct because there's just it's a big electrical panel. Yeah. So he electrocutes the guy by driving. This. I love it. It's great. However, that's all the electricity for that entire building. Somebody's gonna have to come and fix that, right? No. Oh, okay. That. <laughs> Well, fuck me. Apparently, I don't. <laughs> but it's but it's 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 one of my favorite uh, '80s tropes of oh, yeah. of, of oh, people oh, getting of thrown against the electrical box. And in this case, it would actually work, though. Yeah, 
in most of them, most of the the like Schwarzenegger kind of like I mean, go punches ahead, go you ahead, and you go go, go ahead downstairs right now and just lean against your breaker box. You're gonna be fine. Sure, but, <laughs> but if, in an '80s movie, you lean against the breaker uh, box. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this is one of the few where there's actually an excuse where he drives the forklift through it, so he's like breaking all the wires and jamming him into it. Would that electrocute Eric in the? Good forklift? question. Probably. I mean, I would imagine so. Yeah. But, you know, not in this movie. That's how he gets the electric powers he has in part two. Oh, man. Part two is going to be so good. <laughs> it's just hitting some budget snags. Yeah. No and budget. we got to write it. Yeah. We also have to write it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did so. they leave the door open for this? For a sequel? I mean, they show his body at the end, but, like, I couldn't tell if he it, was... I, I thought he was going to open his eyes, and he didn't. It's such a classic, like, focus in on the body, You're waiting eyes for the open, eyes. and then they just left his eyes closed. Yeah. Which is almost funny if they did it on purpose, because it's such a trite cliche yeah. that it's like, ah, <laughs> I get it. He's dead. And that's funny. I like to <laughs> but, think the editor completely fucked up and just, like, cut it before that the eyes opened. <laughs> cut it one second too soon. Then they're watching it with the producers, just like... What did you do? <laughs> Too late now. Come on. You know there's not going to be a sequel. Yeah. Um, Maybe they did have the eyes and they were just like, no, there's not going to be a sequel. Okay, cut. Okay, cut the eyes. <laughs> it's fine. Cut the eyes. <laughs> yep. Uh, so the mayor and the mall owner talk about uh, him running for city council. They're they're getting... They're in cahoots. Yeah, there's a creepy, like, they're in cahoots kind of scene. And then the, and the mayor talks about all the complaints she's getting about his D-bag son, <laughs> which, again, so... Not only is she the police force, she's also the head of mall security. When people are like, I'm, I've got a real problem yeah. with a hooligan that's running around. She is Call the mayor. Call the mayor. Yeah, she is straight up mayor of everything. <laughs> uh, so Melody walks out to her car and she, she gets in the front seat and she realizes that the dress that she couldn't afford is in a <laughs> gift box. <laughs> yes. She's like, wow, that's spooky. And her car won't start now. And that's not spooky. Her car doesn't start a lot. Yeah, she just has a shitty car. (laughs) She gets out, she opens the hood, and then hears something behind her, and then a masked assailant comes out from the bushes. Ah, roughs her up a little bit. But Eric is on the roof with a crossbow. And that shot looks really cool. It does. Considering how ill-prepared he was for several of these assaults that happened throughout the course of this movie... He was overly. He was here in this one. He was way too prepared for this oh, one. Yeah. He's just been like sitting there waiting for this to happen, and that's a that's a tough shot too. A lot of distance on. Yeah. That. Uh, so he shoots the assailant in the shoulder, and assailant runs away. And this whole little arc of this assailant is just so. I found it actually kind of funny. It's so weird. It's weird, but it's also. And it's like, it, it's. We find out. It's who, different. We, we find out later who the assailant is. He has absolutely zero bearing on the story. He gets killed in a most... We'll get there. In the weirdest... Weirdest damn way. Weirdest. And then he's never mentioned again. No, but it's fun. All of us... Oh. oh, yeah. I should probably get rid of that. Hold on. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, he has no bearing on the movie whatsoever. We'll get to it when it happens. We'll get to it when it happens, but it's just so weird like to have a part like this that you could just completely excise <clears throat> 10 minutes of the movie, oh. and, and it wouldn't matter a bit. I feel like there's a bunch of those, but I mean, but this is a strange one, but it's weird and it's, it's kind of funny. I thought it was kind of a, like, I mean, maybe not funny. Uh, I don't know. It was just interesting. It was just a a strange diversion. It didn't make sense. 
<laughs> yeah, there's a few. There's a few of those. Um, so, of course, Melody needs to give her statement to the police. I'm just fucking. <laughs> 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 just kidding. She, of course, goes to the mayor. I was so, like, what country do you watch? <laughs> so, uh, so she's in the mayor's car giving her statement to the mayor. And the mayor says, you go home and tomorrow I'll go to the police for you. <laughs> she's joking. There's no police. She's, yeah, she's made up the police force. It's going to be her in she's different like, I'm going to talk to myself at, I'm at the, into the mirror at my house. She might be every single person in this city. <laughs> <laughs> just dressing up in different costumes. She shows up with a beard and a cop hat on. And she's like, hey, how can I help you? <laughs> oh, boy. All right. I so, wish that happened. <laughs> me too. So uh, Peter's rooting around through his files. He has literally two pages of files that have the the burn things on them. Uh, and then the uh, we cut to the guy from Hack-A-Lantern burning the body of the first security guy. So that's cool. You know. I don't remember that at all. Really? Yeah. yeah, no. So he calls in. He's like, hey. Hey, we got. Well, hey. Oh, that's when that's after the body falls through a ceiling, though, right? Yes, you're right. And then he calls it. That's. I think we've already had that happen. Okay. I think I just missed it. But yeah, I just want to talk about that scene. Yeah, that's yeah. where he's, he's working at his desk and the dead body from the uh, the um, forklift death. Security. Yes. Oh, also, I wanted to mention that when he does get electrocuted, we watch his eyeballs pop out. Yes. That was cool. Yeah, and so that has to be where the eyeball from the... That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, so, yeah, so the eyeball guy falls through that the ceiling. That is a tenuous connection. And he's got a sign on At him best. that says, an eye for an eye. Because right. Eric's eye got burnt out during the... Uh, but, yeah, once that body falls out of... Imagine working out at your desk, and a body falls out of the air vent above you, lands on top of the papers you're working at, and you just look at it and you go, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. You'd be annoyed because it would be getting stuff all over your papers. So he's like, I need a cleaner. <laughs> yes. So he calls in the earring guy. He calls in earring guy. He burns the body. Blah, blah, blah. I don't remember him burning the body. He must have looked away. Yeah. No, he. I look at a lot of things. <laughs> yes. I just wasn't looking at this thing during that. Fair enough. <laughs> um, okay. So flashback to Eric and Melody doing it. Uh, some body double <laughs> boobs show <laughs> up. Yep. God, uh, I hate body double boobs. She flashes back to the flashback of the guy who started the fire while they're in the flashback. So there's like multiple layers. And one layers. quick flashback's mirrored. The earring's on the wrong ear. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what why this... Why would you do that? What is this earring you're talking about? <laughs> it's a metal hanging from his ear. Uh, and what, we do see a quick shot of the guy and it's mirrored. And the earring's in the other <sighs> other side. Yeah, they why? just Probably a mistake. They probably just flipped the negative. Yeah. Um... So, uh, blah, blah, blah. Eric has a training montage now. Um, he starts his, he starts his little thing where he's like working out and he's doing karate and he's doing all sorts of stuff. This, and we cut back and forth between that and other stuff. This seems like a producer add on to me. Like him getting, there's also some crazy, the Rocky training montage. Yeah, there's also some crazy, uh, like Kung Fu fight scenes in this mm -hmm. there. And I just, I just really wonder if like one of the upper producers is just like, could, I, I need a karate fight. Yeah, I need I like, so. I need like some martial arts action. Can you just make at least one character do martial arts? I mean, I think this is a Jim Kata type situation. They're like, you're a gymnast, so therefore you're also a great martial artist. Jim <laughs> and martial arts are the same thing. So if yeah. you're good as a gymnast, then you're great as a martial artist. <laughs> um, so 
uh, Foray counts down all of the stolen items from the mall. There's a missing exercise machine, some surveillance cameras, a blah, 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 blah. And this blah. was my theory I was talking to you earlier. I think he stole kung fu movies and yes. watched them on his eight-screen VCR rig, uh, and that's how he learned to fight so good. Yeah, it's very similar to the Ninja Turtles training thing. Mm-hmm. Sort of watching videos or watching from a cage or whatever it was. <laughs> uh, so we get to the interior of this awesome arcade with really amazing things in it. And uh, the mayor's kid is pretending to play pinball. Oh, he's not even. Have you? Did you look at the flippers? No, flippers weren't going. They weren't going. But I think that was intentional. Because he was just breaking in. Because like, he was just trying to pretend that he was playing a machine. And then when everybody stopped looking at him, he was like, oh, grab my thing, yeah. pop the lock, and take. Ten dollars and quarters. All right. <laughs> there we go. Crime of the century. I love that he's got the rich dad that just lets him drive the cars and he wrecks and he still has to steal. Like you said, probably five, ten bucks yeah. worth of quarters. <laughs> he did. I. Those are my personal pet peeve crimes. The hundred and fifty dollars of damage to the front of a pinball machine to, yeah. do, to get five bucks oh, and yeah. quarters. Love it. Um, so Eric's martial arts workout continues and uh the bad boy talks to his dad about something i it was just a moment and he sprays his dad he in the face with a beer with, a, with soda, soda or a beer yeah we don't see what the thing is but he's shaking a can up and his dad's like what did i t- how, how many times have i told you about the psh- ah. too many times dad too many times <laughs> and he just walks off after oh his doofy expressions are priceless yeah. <laughs> i mean he's pretty much the same character he was from um, Jason lives. He has no character. He's just snarky yeah. asshole cartoon. Like. Love it. <laughs> uh, and so Eric's now back in his bat cave and he's listening to a power ballad. Watching <laughs> watching closed circuit footage of his girlfriend that like that somehow there. follows her around oh, the yeah, mall. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh it's like <laughs> it's that it's that classic movie thing where they're watching the security camera, yeah. but we're actually seeing scenes from the movie that were shot. <laughs> yeah. Normal. So they just turned it black and white. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I hate that. <laughs> this is uh, Polly Shore takes Peter to the mall command center for the security guys. What is up with this scene? It goes. I mean, I know this scene sets up the fact that he sees that that creeper. But it's, we've got like a, a we've got all this just like Polly Shore's supersonic hearing. We have this whole thing where Polly Shore demonstrates how there's subliminal messages behind the music. An important political message to get out there about consumerism, man. <laughs> but we spend this whole time being like displaying this, and you're like, oh, subliminal messaging. Okay, well, I wonder what how that's going to factor in. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that that's one of those things where it. I just realized been. like Polly Shore is the ultimate bringer of Chekhov's yeah, red MacGuffins. Exactly, nothing <laughs> works when he does it. <sighs> he just keeps setting up things that don't pay off. Yeah, and in this case, we spend all this time listening to, uh, watching him dance to Hawaiian music, Show watching his him ass. W- watching him play. Uh, the subliminal messages behind it, which yep. is kind of funny. The, the salespeople are your friends. Yes. Buy more stuff. You love them all. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed the silly scene, but uh, so the reason, script-wise, the reason why they did it is because they needed to bring him up there so that he could accidentally see the person he was looking for on the screen. Yeah. So they go up there. He couldn't have just seen that guy walking through the mall? He totally could have. <laughs> um. But 
this was a more interesting way to do it. I don't know. We yeah, were sure. also we were also introduced to the command center, yep. which is also helpful that we know. But we it, already saw the command center with no, the peepers. But, but now we know that Polly Shore understands what it does, okay, and he's because he shows that he's on. broken into it, and he yep. can he can operate everything. And freaking frozen yogurt stand kids, man! Oh, They're I'm, always breaking into command center. They know everything. You got it. <laughs> if you're gonna sell frozen yogurt, you got to know how to use mm-hmm. all of the cameras in the in the stores. <laughs> uh, so, so Peter sees the arsonist guy dressed up as a security guard in a Sam Goody browsing through tapes or whatever at, at a Sam Goody. And so he runs down and he's like, aha, I'm going to confront this guy. He's like, oh, wait, I'm going to get my ass kicked. Um, uh, I'm going to surreptitiously take a photo of him. I need to make, I need to get an image of this guy so I can show it to Melody. I'm going to try to discreetly take a picture through a curved mirror without looking at the camera. You know what else and you could have taken a picture of? That fucking monitor. <laughs> you know what else he could have done? Walked over to Sleuths and be like, hey, Melody, come with me. Oh, yeah. Look at this guy across the hall. Is that dude? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And with a cop, if this town had cops. <laughs> but uh, they don't. So. And there's this blonde lady with a beard that I heard is a good cop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she looks remarkably like Morgan Fairchild, but it's not her. But uh, without him doing this convoluted shit, we wouldn't get the awesome elevator scene that when you're at the Galleria Mall, you got to play on the elevator. you got to do one of these. So the security guard pretty much picks up on the fact that dude's scoping him out, and they have this ridiculous chase where the security guard actually clocks a dude with his baton. Another, another important thing here. This guy's trying to lay low. Yeah. This guy is trying. He's like, oh, no, I've been spotted. What do I do? There's thousands of people in the mall. I should run screaming like a maniac, knock a guy down with a baton, jump on top of a glass elevator and, and go, scream ah! at the top of my lungs. <laughs> That's going to, that, that'll help. Like, this dude is not thinking it through. And then later on, he's chasing them in the car, and there's like 50 fucking witnesses in yeah. the middle of the garage, and he nearly runs them over. Mm-hmm. It's like, if there were any cops, this would be a bad move. But luckily, again, this town has no cops. <laughs> I love later on, too, when Eric jumps onto the roof of his car and he's just like, oh, shit. (laughs) Now I have to crash it. It's like he's not surprised or anything. He's just like annoyed that, oh, somebody jumped on the roof of the car. Shit. Not like, what the fuck? Well, in his line of work, that happens constantly. (laughs) (sighs) All right. I just want to go home and play with my satanic altar underneath (laughs) the stairs. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) So when he's running away, we get to this beautiful scene that you were talking about. We have to stop to admire this wonderful scene. He thinks he's gotten away. He gets into the glass elevator that's in the Galleria Mall. And I rewound this like four times. <laughs> it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And then, you know, hack-a-lantern guy just goes, Rawr! He pops down from the roof of the elevator with just arms and his hair is all... Like you know, he's trying to... Like he's his friend trying to scare him. Yeah. You know, like there's no way if he had just hidden... He could just jump him when he gets out. Perfect. No, he gave Instead, his he, he gave his location away. He with, had to roar at without him. having. No, there's no way he could get in from that position. Of he course, he just had to roar at him. So hilarious. Uh, you know, if he'd taken the stairs or whatever, roar he probably, at me, bro. probably would have cut him <laughs> off. Whatever. Uh, but okay, so <laughs> so Peter does get away again, and then he sees the the mayor because the mayor fucking she lives, lives at, at the, the mall. mall. 
and uh, and takes her photo. He goes over and he's like, "Hey, I'd like to take your photo for this thing." And the thug's like, mm, "I can't go over there. The mayor's over there." Even though I've clocked like sixteen people on my way over here, could probably obviously just punch somebody's out the mayor. gonna go report. Especially the guy that got clocked is gonna go report to mall security. Um, no, you mean the mayor? Huh? The mayor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> she's the head of mall security. Yes. She's the head of everything. She's the head of everything. Uh, okay, so now they're now we cut to her getting a copy of the the paper, and she's like, "Look, we're famous." <laughs> and they're in the, like the Midland Shopper, or Midland Herald, or something. Big shit news out it's there. Big news, and Buzz gives away his free yogurt with an eyeball in it, and <sighs> we have to assume that this is a punchline that they just didn't set up right. Um, Melody plays Eric's song on a jukebox <laughs> by accident. <laughs> She punches in random numbers and Eric and their and her song come up on the jukebox. She's like, whoa, what's yeah. going on? And <laughs> and Peter tells her that she's he's like, ah, I saw the arsonist. I saw the guy with the metal hanging from his ear. Uh, and she's like, and shows him shows her the photo that he took, which is yeah. <laughs> so blurry, so blurry from an angle through a mirror, through a curved mirror. And again, it's an employee at the mall. Just go for a walk with her around the mall and you'll probably see. Dude. Yeah, he's he just <laughs> shops at Sam Goody. And then we get to this part with the piano player. So piano player goes on break. Apparently there's a piano player at the mall. We saw him earlier, too. Yep. He's just playing piano in the food court. That's <laughs> his dealie. And he's like, sorry, ladies. It's time for me to go on break. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we love you. And so he goes to the bathroom. and He's like, oh, got to take off my jacket and address my big arrow wound. <laughs> he was the attacker attacking Melody outside that night. He didn't even take a day off. He gets he, shot with this guy cares about his job. He, he couldn't find anybody to cover for him. Problem. Mall pianists are rare. He didn't even put anything on it. So yeah. that's fun. So he has He's this waiting for that first mall piano paycheck. Big, big bloody wound on his white shirt. And uh, and so now we cut to Eric in the basement. And he's found a pipe that he knows goes directly to this toilet. This scene. Makes and he puts a cobra in it and then closes it. Where did he get that cobra? Uh, it was in his there special place. There is no pet store in this mall that we see. No. Not not one even quick cutaway of a pet store. And if there no. was, they probably wouldn't be selling a cobra. They're not selling <laughs> venomous snakes. <laughs> Uh, no. And so he does have it, though. And he puts it in the pipe, and it bites the guy in his junk, we assume. <laughs> in in a lovely scene. So <laughs> we cut to uh, to Eric working out. He's looking in a mirror, lifting weights. And he sees his own face, and he's like, smash. Smashes the mirror. So just to recap, a, a guy did get bit in the dick by a cobra from a toilet. Yeah, but... But more importantly, working out from uh. cool. So what's what's the result of that happening? What what happens after that? Oh, we never ever hear about this cobra dick guy thing, again. Good thing nobody uses that particular restroom, because <laughs> otherwise you would hear someone scream. Oh, there's a guy with a cobra bite on his wang. A death never gets reported. This never gets becomes an issue. There's now five people missing. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit. Um. So the delinquent son of the mall owner starts creeping on Melody really hyper aggressively. Uh, but <laughs> luckily, his dad was on his way to kick him out of the mall anyway. So he, which he, he can never seem to do. He can't. 
again because there are no police in this town. Yeah. So he he goes. And the he mayor yells, can't be everywhere at once. True. Just the mall. Just the mall. So he goes and plays on the skateboard that he finds downstairs. Yeah. So I love this scene. So Eric wants to kill this punker. Oh, also the scene with Eric watching him mac on the girl in the clothing store. And he's and he keeps banging the armchair, and making like, ape noises. He's like, why? Because he's angry. Why is he angry at the guy macking on the girl that he's not even obsessed with? I couldn't tell. Is that that's not the girl? No, this was the other one. There's oh. two curls. <laughs> he just hates that guy. I mean, I can understand why. He <laughs> is a turd. And does the other girl call the other girl sis in the parking lot at one scene? I thought I heard that. I heard that too. But they never... No, I don't think they're actually sisters. Yeah. Maybe colloquially. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe uh, affectionately. I don't... I, whatever. But either way, yeah. He watches He watches dude... He watches the punker Mac on the, the friend. Yep. And makes eight noises. And, <laughs> and then he decides to go do something about it. He's going to take this punk out. Yes. Uh, so the best plan is to leave a skateboard on the ground. Because if this kid sees a skateboard... He's just going to jump on it and, and skate around in circles in front of an escalator <laughs> so Eric can go out and whip a lasso around his head like a cowboy, toss it down, catch his neck. He also had a cowboy roping video that he got from the sporting yes, goods Yes, yes, that's awesome. <laughs> that was also stolen. Yeah, so grabs him around the neck with this lasso, and then he can't get... <laughs> I love it. You cannot get up. Get up. Pick yourself up. Just walk stand up, up dumbass. <laughs> stand up. Uh, but he won't. And so he's just laying on the escalator, not standing up, going, ah, oh, God, I'm, it's coming. And so he's fed the, the cord, uh, the rope into the, into the escalator. And I was kind of hoping for a little more. This scene seems so fat and lazy. Yeah. If after you watch the escalator scene from Terror Firmer. Yes, I agree. <laughs> now that's how you get killed by an escalator. That is exactly how you get killed by an escalator. In this case, not only does it like, only go after his neck, the el- the escalator stops after it breaks his neck. It doesn't even keep going and I like wish a rope pull just his head off through the neck. Yeah, yeah. Something. They but lazed out on this. Literally, part. it was just like. Crack. Oh, stop the escalator. Right, so crack, and then the escalator stops moving. Done. Yeah. Boo. Very disappointing escalator dip. You can do a lot of cool things with escalators. Yes, and I they didn't. definitely was hoping that he was going to get skinned alive. Yeah. That was that was my big hope. But, and then uh, he runs down the, the escalator and jumps on the skateboard, and he's a skinless guy that <laughs> skates up the mall. Wait, I'm going to make a comic about this. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Work that in <laughs> All right. Uh, there better be an escalator death in Rad Wraith 2. <laughs> there is a skinless death in Rad Wraith 2. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Hey, Kristen, is it too late to draw an escalator? <laughs> <laughs> so Peter and Melody flash back to finding the developer's note on the door. So we're getting some of this, this backstory about why he was killed. So... Uh, Question. Oh, boy. Question okay. and spoiler. We find out that... Eric's house was in the way of where they wanted to build the mall. Yeah. It um, was the last house. They were the only ones who wouldn't give up their property. Is that, this mall. Did they say that? I think so, yes. I don't recall ever hearing that. I was just questioning, like, how big was this I mean, house if they just... 
Huge. They would have needed to lose like tons of houses. Huge house. Um, and also, and I mean, how would that work? Can you imagine a mall coming in and be like, uh, "We need these two hundred houses out of here to build a mall," and everybody else going like, "Okay." Yeah, they bought everything else except for that house. I mean, this is how the A-Team law works. I mean, I've seen enough <laughs> A-Team episodes to know that land developers buy everything out. There's one holdout, and then they the A-Team the has team. to come in. The team kind of gets lightly defeated. And then then they, they build a crazy contraption car. Build a tank in the barn. The day. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so that's it. Um, and that's what happens in this. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it oh yeah, so she's uh yeah, we find that flashback. I love that character. It's like, oh the note from the developer, like, oh man, they keep pestering my parents, driving them crazy. And so the other part of this that's interesting is when they actually show how she gets out of the building. So they're like they're making out and they do all the things and blah blah blah. And then Eric pushes her out the window because he sees the fire started and all yep. this stuff. He can't get out the door, so he helps her out the window. And then as he's holding her out the window, it looks like a bookcase falls on his legs. It's like a big armoire falls over. Sure. But no reason. Yeah. Okay. So there's an armoire. I picked up on that, too. I actually rewound that to be like, how'd that fall? Like, it didn't. It was just, it was as if somebody totally pushed over a giant bookcase onto him. Okay, fair. So that's that's our deal. They really just fudged that. Yeah. Death. Yeah. Fudgy, fudgy death. Uh, yeah. So that's what happened. Oh, um, and also, but the other thing is that she gets a glimpse of the arsonist because after this place is already engulfed, in, like engulfed in flames. He's just hanging out with his gas he can. He still has the gas can out front <laughs> while he's watching, which I think, I think to be fair, I think that is actually an arsonist thing. If he's like a fire bug, then he wants to watch it burn. So maybe that was the, maybe that's how they. And he knows there's no cops. In this he knows that there are no cops. <laughs> So it's like, who's going to catch me, the mayor? Yeah. She's chilling at the mall that isn't even built yet. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. They figure out the mall owner hired the arsonist to torch Eric's house and blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, what if Eric didn't die? <laughs> Why? <laughs> That's my hugest question of this whole movie. Like, what happened? Did they just have a fake funeral for him? Like, who organized the funeral who organized his burial in the coffin that he's not in like they don't did his have parents get out they never mentioned his parents, his parents at all are dead. we don't know if his parents died or they got out they must have died they don't mention him. like why and even if he was still alive why would you imagine getting like in a house fire and like you get out of it and you're like oh shit i'm totally burned like i should go to the hospital nope i'm just gonna go f- fake my own death somewhere like where did he hi- hang out when the whole mall was being built they must have demolished his whole house. Yeah. He couldn't have just chilled in the basement while they I demolished need, his house. Like, I need a schematic of what they did here. Like, it's... Just a giant, quick little flashback of where he did right. or why. <laughs> like, basically, what I think they're, they're trying to say, and uh, I could be wrong, is that there's some sort of underground network beside, like under his house where he used to go to lift weights. Like, it was like his... His he d- secret place. He, he says he mention had, that. He said he had a secret place where he would go to lift weights and do whatever. But it's like a wine cellar. Like, it might be a sub-level. But, I mean, if you're building a mall, you've got to go. You're going to rip up the whole earth. You have to go. How deep's your fucking secret place, kid? Yeah, I... Uh, I <laughs> <laughs> it's like an army of doozers digging tunnels for him. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. So... <laughs> Fraggles pop up while he's <laughs> <something> weights. <laughs> that... 
I would like to see. <laughs> so uh, they go to dig up Eric's grave. They're like, well, the only way that we can figure this out is to dig up Eric's grave. And they get interrupted by our arsonist who <laughs> basically just admits to the crime yeah. to them where essentially they're like everything so far is conjecture on their parts. She doesn't really remember him. Yep. You know, all these things. And he's like, you remember me. We've been around a long. We've been friends a long time. And it's like, <laughs> dude, you didn't. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So he just give, he just gives the whole thing up instantly holds a gun to Eric to uh, not Eric to uh, Patrick. Patrick Patrick's head. Uh, they get out car chase ensues he again is like chasing them in front of witnesses yeah. like he's seen by tons of people Eric jumps on his car I love it so much and causes it to crash and somehow he, and, and he's just like oh shit yep <laughs> arson guy escapes um, they finally do get to their their main mission of digging up Eric's grave which and he's not there oh surprise surprise what? even though we already knew this for so long. Who buried the empty coffin? Yeah. How did he plan all this? Who planned all this? I don't know. Uh, so, again, they go to the mayor, not the police. Uh, <laughs> they go to the mayor's house yep. at night. At she's night. in her bathrobe. Like, did they wake her up? Yes. Why do they go there? And she's like, I don't I don't believe that there's any of this. I, I refuse to believe that any of this happened. And it's the only it's scene like, we ever see the mayor outside of the mall. Would you like to talk to any of the 30 witnesses who saw all of this happen? Yeah. <laughs> there's a crashed car that belonged to him on the freeway. Uh, there was another security guard who saw it happen. You could talk to him. No. Well, to, well, to be fair, the mayor is on in cahoots with the mall owner. So like True. she would want to dispel all of this and, and make it all fake news. Like nothing happened. Mall's good. Mall's good. All, everything's good. True. Good. But she does not believe any of it. You know, I, what I'm saying is she could possibly believe True. it all because she knows it's all happening, but she doesn't want to admit it to, to, okay. To give them all any bad. It's press. just the bomb that she doesn't actually believe. <laughs> so, uh, hack a lantern goes back to the boss and says, uh, the kids know everything, but, uh, I'll take care of it. <laughs> And he's like, why are you wearing this earring that is the most important plot point that we're never going to discuss again? Yeah. And he's like, why don't you just take this out? And he's like, over my dead body. <laughs> but again, nobody touches my religious object in my <laughs> the piece of metal that hangs from my ear. For no it's reason. called an earring. Uh, <laughs> nobody calls it an earring. It's a big sign that says I did it. <laughs> Hold on. And now we're back to another Eric and Melody doing it flashback. But now he turns into Hack-A-Lantern. Yeah. Oh, no. It was a dream. Duh. Of course. Of course it was a dream. Uh, <laughs> well, he so, turns into Patrick first. Yes. He just he keeps was, turning into everybody. <laughs> yes. Um, also, in these scenes, when you can only kind of see Eric's face and he's wearing the Phantom of the Opera mask, he looks like Cato. Like, he has kind of like a green, uh, green Hornet kind of look oh, to yep. him. Which is really funny. Uh, so Eric's dicking around with the plumbing, and we don't really know what the hell's going on here. Oh, this is his bomb planting, right? I, it must be, but it hasn't like ignited. It looks like he's just fucking with stuff, but uh, maybe <laughs> he's planting the bomb now. So yeah, that's what he's doing. Melody sees the killer, calls the police. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, just fucking with you. She calls Peter, of course. Yeah. Because she sees the guy that's murdered a bunch of people. Uh, the <laughs> so this arsonist killer follows her, tries to kill her, knocks her out. Oh, this scene, man. Yeah, so... She's at Sleuth's doing her waitressing gig. Yep. Sees the guy with the metal thing in his ear. Freaks out and runs to go call Patrick. Where does she run to call Patrick? A 
enclosed deserted. hallway, deserted yeah. hallway where nobody can see. <laughs> no one can anything. hear you scream. You tell me the fucking restaurant didn't have a phone at the bar that she no. could pick up and make this call in a public area where the scary guy that nope. she knows is after her? Yeah, go to no one can hear you scream. Alley. Yeah, that is the plan. <sighs> doesn't work out good for her as it he grabs not. her and drags her into the bowels of the mall yep. again. It's in the trash compactor room. Yes, he, he knocks her unconscious, drags her into the trash compactor room. Eric is very slow to show up on this one. Yeah. This is, this is a very... He was probably preoccupied with something else. Oh, yeah, the he bomb. Was, yeah, he's building the bomb. Right, okay. So, uh, so th- then they get into a fight. She's unconscious. And they he's, get into a he's about, karate fight. He's about to throw her into the trash compactor yep. and smush her. Because that would make a ton of blood everywhere. Like that would just give like that's not gonna that's not how you hide a body. Is that why you did it? Like they still haven't found the body in the bathroom. <laughs> just put it on Snake Dick just, guy. Yeah, just keep piling them on him. Whole <laughs> stall's got like eight bodies. The <laughs> uh, stall occupied. Yep. So, so they fight, and this is where I, the, the, the producer idea, like, yeah, big, can you big pl- kung can you please fu have fight. Some kung fu in this movie, and it turns into a, a really decently yeah, choreographed decent. fight scene, including uh, a security uh, earring taking an axe and him grabbing the axe, like, total kung fu <laughs> style, both hands like stopping it inches yep. from his face. Oh man! And then uh, so they get into a fight, and he's trying to cut off Eric's head with the trash compactor and Eric's holding him off by the neck but then they spin around and Eric's gonna cut his head off of the trash compactor and Earring doesn't fight for shit during this like he's just tired he could punch he could punch his face he could do anything he just flails his arms like an idiot and gets his head cut off yeah I mean and it bothered me like how forced it was like it, it's both his arms are free and he just went instead of also like, interesting he did just see that Eric bench pressed it too like when it was trying oh, to crush yeah. him, it was like, it was, oh, oh right. no, it's going to crush just, him. And then he just pushes it up. That's because he lifts so. Because he lifts so, so much. So bro. much. Bro. That, that. You have no idea how much Eric can lift. <laughs> yeah, it's just like creatine containers just all over the floor down there. Uh, <laughs> he so. like benches mannequins after that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he doesn't try to like bench press the door to keep it from going on his neck. He doesn't try to gouge Eric's eye nope. out. Nothing. He just flails his arms. He gets his head chopped off. Yep. Head squished. That's the end of Arson Guy. Oh, yeah. Head cut off. I apologize. Not yeah. squished. So, uh, the <laughs> next squish so much that his head got caught off. Well, yes. Squish so cut. The, the mall owner is getting dressed for this big reception that they're having to open up the last. I guess they're quarter. having another reception. They're, they're having How many receptions. Fucking grand for openings is this mall need? Every quadrant, I believe. Oh, they did say that in the beginning. It's and every time we're going to light a different part of this model. Yep. Yeah. And so they're literally like, this is the, the final quadrant of the mall being lit up. And so he's getting dressed for this reception. He grabs his coat, and Arson Guy's head is underneath it. No, it's his son's head, I thought. No, that was that was Hack a Lantern. Oh, it was? Yeah, that was absolutely Hack a Lantern. That was his son. It looked just like Hack a Lantern. We'll go back and look at it. But. Either way, somebody's head is there. Yeah, and he looks at it and he goes, "Oh shoot!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with his with again, his usual. Again, this guy finds dead bodies and gives the same emotion that you realize when you forgot to pick up butter on your way home. Yep. So Buzz grabs Susie. And I do need to pick up some butter on the way home. Okay, I will try to remind you <laughs> by putting a severed head in your car. Perfect. Um, 
So Buzz is grabbing Susie. Polly Shore grabs the other girl to go help Melody, who for some reason they know is now in trouble. They saw her keys. Uh, they went to the command center to find her. This is later. So he like he gets her out of this party because he thinks he he says, oh, no, she's in trouble. I don't know why he knows she's in trouble. And then they go to the command. Right. And uh, we see here uh, Melody waking up in Eric's weird lair. He's working out on his stolen Bowflex and all that shit's going on. <laughs> Uh, he's been watching over her, blah, blah, blah. None of this makes any sense. Uh, she sees, she, she gets sees Eric lifting and she just starts the conversation. Hey, hey, Eric. Hey, how's it going? I thought you died. It was the most devastating thing in my no. entire life. And Eric, we hear talk for the first time. And he sounds like Kane or like some, he's some de- wrestler. He's developed like a weird flangy echo effect on his voice since getting burned. I, I, it, this, I hate that. It's so distracting. Like, why wouldn't he just sound normal? I think would have made it so distracting when you, when you hear Eric talk. I've been down here. I've loved you forever, and I've held my bond. <laughs> Where are they? When you hear him in the flashback, he just talks like a normal guy. Yeah, like I, I just it would have made it would have been more effective if he just talked like a normal guy. Well, yeah, I agree. I mean, the I think it's his vocal cords were burned in the fire, and so but it doesn't sound like it does that. not sound. It sounds like, that. like a like a electric yep. effect. Uh, so. Um, Buzz? Like Chris, I think Christian Bale like was watching Phantom of the Mall. He I was. was. Like, That's how I should the, do my bad man. I'm gonna be like Eric. <laughs> Everyone's gonna like this. Uh, <laughs> sounds really cool. Is there a Phantom in the Mall? Uh, <laughs> just a bat guy in a mask. Uh, so Buzz shows the security guard his butt in a bizarre scene where he's just like, he goes down the hallway and he's like doing a dance and he's like trying to piss off the security guy, security guy. Somehow he knows that he's pissed off the security guy just enough. And he leaves and goes off looking for him. (laughs) So that allows them to get into the security booth and look through the cameras to see if they can find melody. Um, They could have just paged her. (laughs) I mean, no, they think that she's, like, missing and in trouble. Yeah. Because, I mean, maybe they found out that she wasn't at her job or something like that. Somebody asked, whatever. We didn't, I don't think we got any of that, but (laughs) maybe I missed it. Um, So they go up there. They're looking around, and they're like, we can't find her anywhere. Oh, And then she goes, oh, shit, look at these keys on the floor (laughs) in this mall that's the size of a city block. She zooms in on a set of keys and goes, she's there. Yeah. And so she was right, to be fair. Uh, And so they go, they run down there to where the keys are. That's another thing like this, like, it would have made sense if she had, like, a big plush teddy bear keychain or something stupid like that that could have identified, you know? I'd recognize that neon pink heart keychain. You know, nothing. It's even, just like, there's some keys. Even then, it's such a needle in a it's haystack. It's such a stretch, so but... small. Yeah. Um, but, Eagle eyes. Well, and more than that, they never needed to be in... The, like, they didn't do anything. They could have literally just, like, gone up there to find her... It could have been 15 minutes later. Yeah. And then seen them coming out after all of this was over and then gone, oh, no, we have to get out. I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Well, I guess they needed to know about the bomb. So maybe that's why. Okay, so they do. They go down there. They find the the entrance and they go in. Um, Yeah. Oh, my God. This movie. (laughs) 
there's some issues. Well, there's uh, some. So th- this is this is where we're com- we're introduced to the idea that this was part of Eric's house. Yeah. That somehow they built the mall, which makes zero over sense. a part of his house and left it intact. I somehow. love stupid stuff, and this part's too stupid for me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit. It's a bit of a stretch. Like you said, we, I mean, I just watched the market basket being put up in Westbrook. They demolished the whole earth yeah, to dig out to put something in there. Yeah, you would not miss this basement. Like several hundred feet underground for these yeah. supports. Yeah. Um, so he's he's there, though. He's, he's stolen, there, though. He's there. He's stolen dresses for his, for his ex-girlfriend. Uh, and then she's like, mm, but nah. things have changed. You know, when you went away for a year and you were alive and didn't tell me you were alive, so maybe fuck you. How does he not think she's not going to be okay with that? And, she, and then she, then he bitches at her for breaking their bond because, like, remember when we were kids we, we said we were going to be together forever? I upheld my part of the bargain. I disappeared for a year. Oh, <laughs> uh, he didn't say that part, but he might as well. Like, why would he do that there's there's a lot of problems here with i mean if he had just instead of choosing to hang out in the basement and letting his scars fester <laughs> where he now looks like a monster if he'd gone to say a burn unit a shriners hospital something probably would not look like that and you know wouldn't yeah. have at least he wouldn't have the popped eye yeah you know they'd probably take care of some of this. It would look a lot less bad. I do want to say his makeup effect is great Great. though. Great looking. Yeah. It's cool. But I mean, again, he, (laughs) I think that he may have made himself crazy. Mm -hmm. I think that was a, that was a self-inflicted wound there. Uh, And so Eric's flipping out, blaming Patrick for her being over their relationship. (laughs) And so he goes down and trashes the sporting goods store. Sure. What the fuck was that about? <laughs> so just, all right, whatever. And Patrick sees him. Maybe he just goes someplace to get Patrick's attention. Maybe that was it. Mm-hmm. And so he was just, he was making noise in there. And Patrick sees him trashing the sporting goods store. And then he goes after him for some reason. Uh, Mayor and the mall owner schmoozing at the thing. Who cares? But Eric sets the bomb to explode in 30 minutes. Yes. So now Patrick's in the vents. <laughs> and he's chasing... Uh, he's chasing him through the vents. But now we have Buzz, Pat, Eric, Susie, <laughs> all in the vents together. So there are four people in the vents on separate missions in different <laughs> different areas. Patrick falls, uh, gets kind of lured into the body dump where he also keeps the Cobra. Where he doesn't even fall. Like, <laughs> the floor gets out from underneath it, and he's just like, what, four feet lower? And he's like, okay. Yeah, Patrick's like, ha score. And he's just like, I'm, I'm just standing four feet lower but than there, you are down here now. There is a cobra down there, though. Of course there is. <laughs> the fuck do you get that snake? He's got lots of cobras. Um, <laughs> yep. So, Eric's now, like full-on, like, abusive, crazy person to Melody, so that we now know Mm -hmm. he is an irredeemable villain because he's now, he has now become violent with his ex for her not liking him anymore, so we're now... You disappeared for a year, bruh! (laughs) Yeah, you totally did. Uh, And so, Cobra attacks Patrick and he gets away very easily. Patrick can fight a Cobra. He was like, well, Patrick can walk away from a Cobra that's 35 feet away from him. (laughs) Like, huh, Cobra. Oh, well, all right. Walks around. Uh... 
<laughs> Seriously, it goes nowhere. Yeah, Patrick gets in, he finds Eric's place, and then fights Eric, and unsurprisingly doesn't get far, because Eric's a fucking badass martial artist. Yeah. But then something happens, I think somebody gets a sucker punch in on him, or she breaks a vase over his head, or some and dumb... And he punches him, just, and he just falls. And he hits his oh, head on the table. She, he gets distracted because she says, I love him. And that distracts Eric for oh, just long yeah. enough. That breaks his heart for a second. And that gives Patrick enough time to give him a haymaker and knock him that's unconscious. Right. And I that's love that the, guy I just met today. <laughs> yes. How, uh, no, how long? What's the timeline of this movie? I think it's multiple weeks, but I have no idea. It seems Could like it's days. a day. It would the only way it makes sense with I mean, the, the, the mayor, mayor always being there and the yeah. fact that nobody finds the bodies and all these other things and that but shifts have changed with the security guards. They've hired new security guards. Yeah, you do see that time. one guy we've never seen before near the end walk in the hall. Okay. Where do they make that joke, I guess? Like I'm glad that's over. I'm not. What? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> they, so they get out while uh, while Eric's unconscious. They go through the Cobra room. They're fine. Whatever. Cobra doesn't attack anybody. They just kind of see it and go. Patrick doesn't warn her about the Cobra either, which is hilarious. Yeah. Like, oh, by the way, there's a deadly Cobra <laughs> in this room. Maybe don't step on it. Um, Eric wakes up. The mayor's lighting up the last section of the mall in this last section ceremony. <laughs> and uh, Buzz and Susie meet Patrick and Melody in the their <laughs> this thing has so many air ducts that they actually have overlapping air ducts yes. so <laughs> so two of them are on one floor of the air duct there's another air duct on top of it and they cross over and they're like how's the weather oh, up there hey, how's it going <laughs> and so that's when they learn about the bomb so everybody now knows about the bomb so Buzz and Susie run off uh, to I, to steal a motorcycle. That's their... Well, and warn everybody to get yes. out first. So, but uh, Pat and Melody, Patrick and Melody go to the mayor to be like, there's a bomb, you need to get out. Yeah. And the mayor pulls a gun on them. Yeah, and she's like, get out to my office. Yeah. So... So she is the mayor of the mall. They go to their office or some shit. She, or she has a post office or... I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> uh, I also really want to know what Rough House is, but that's a... Another question entirely. Yes. I love this store and I wish there was one at our mall. It just has flamethrowers and like and all propane tanks. Oh, just fucking Next love to it. each other. Best goddamn <laughs> store ever. Um, so the mayor admits all of her crimes, like everyone does in this movie. Yes. They get up to the they get to the the mayor's office or somebody's office, which is the topmost glassed in office yep. in the mall overlooking the mezzanine. I love or whatever that thing is, the food court. And uh, and so the second she's like, I'm guilty of all these crimes yeah. and I'm in cahoots. You think this idiot could have done it? I did it. I did it all. <laughs> she totally sideshow bobs the situation yes. where she just full on admits everything. And steps on a rake. Yeah. <laughs> then uh, then instantly Eric appears from out of nowhere. He picks her up best, like a like best, a mannequin. Best kill of the movie. <laughs> best. And just like walks her to the window. <laughs> and chucks her through the window. She falls down the three stories of the mall and lands on the spiky part of the mall model. Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. I could not figure out what she was impaled on. But yep, that happens. If, if we saw an exterior shot of the mall, which we don't, it would look like 
the most futuristic Emerald City you've ever seen. It looks like a like Delta City from RoboCop. Yeah, the whole model with all the spires and everything. But we so cool. <laughs> I mean, that is a cool looking mall on the inside. I mean, yeah. that well, that's a real mall. Like the model mall, the looks actual ridiculous. mall is really yeah. amazing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, blah blah blah. Oh yeah. So now Eric's chasing Melody across the ceiling. Beams. I missed what happened to Patrick at this part. Did where is he? I don't know. He was there. And then he disappeared. Yeah. Then all of a sudden she's on the beams trying to get away, and Eric's chasing her, and they're on the I beam, uh, the the roof beams. Mm-hmm. But Patrick's nowhere to be seen here. Yeah. He eventually comes back to save the day. Yeah. They just kind of forgot about him for a minute or two. Yeah. Uh, Ken Forey is uh, shooting at Eric. He's not a good shot. He's a bad shot. <laughs> he finally hits him in the shoulder. Bing. But it doesn't do much. No. Nope. Um, and then finally, uh, after after she's gotten away, you know, she like there's a crazy stunt where she's hanging from the banner, mm-hmm. and Patrick brings her back into the office. Um, after that scene, um, that's he when, does. That's- the crazy banner swing. Yes. He sees the, the owner of the mall. Who in, burned his house down. Who burned his house down. <laughs> who uh, burned his tiny little house down so they could build this giant mega mall. Yep. Uh, and and he swings on it. Like, it's awesome. It's, Here's the universal stunt show we were talking about. I mean, and that is a real stunt. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a terrifying actual stunt that some insane person did. <laughs> some impressive insane person uh, and he goes through the window, grabs this guy, and he's in Rough House. So they're yeah. at the at Rough House, which I assume is just a place that sells weapons to supervillains. I'd like to think there's a um like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre two Chainsaw testing room out back too. <laughs> <laughs> just sl- yeah, it's just for like badasses doing really yeah. making really terrible decisions. You go there to buy flamethrowers, bazookas, <laughs> chainsaws, uh, bombs. Yeah, this is that's where Eric got the bomb for the for the mall. Oh, he probably bought it at Rough House. Rough House, yeah, yeah okay. It's and totally like a Grand Theft Auto store. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so he gets in there, and the mall guy's begging for his life. He's like, "It's such a pathetic script, too." He's just like, "Oh, I'm sorry. It was an understanding. I've got money. I've got lots of money." <laughs> it's, I, I especially love it's how his super unconvincing. His last line is so shoehorned in there, so that he can say the line. Yeah. So that he gets his his badass line I'll, at the I'll, end. I'll eat my words. I'll eat my words. You'll eat this. Eat this. <laughs> And I love it, man. He shoots the mall owner with the flamethrower, and the mall owner catches on fire and falls into a rack of <laughs> propane tanks that just have propane in giant letters written on them in black, like awesome. like, like like generic Roseanne products yes. at the Roseanne show, like the beer. Yeah, it's just propane. <laughs> yep, it's a uh, yeah. <laughs> like you didn't need to put the words propane on those tanks. No, no, of course we all we, know what a propane, know what a propane, tank, propane looks like. tank looks like. But so, no, they were Norse kind that man. Yep. And so they did, and it uh, it exploded and set uh, Eric, on, set fire Eric on fire as well. He's used to it. Yeah, he's. I mean, <laughs> I think he's built up a resistance at this point. So, so uh, yeah. And then we get a flaming Eric plunge from the third yeah, floor of the mall. Yeah, another one. Fortunately, Mister Movie here drops the ball on seeing Eric hit the ground. Yes, I don't like that. Yeah, I would have liked him to fall on top of the mayor. And and see that I want to see him crash through the the model, crash on top of the mare, break the whole thing, yeah, and then explode into a ball of flames. 
But we don't. We just see him fall, and it's a great stunt fall. It but is. it's so unsatisfying not to see a like. Imagine if we imagine if we threw the mayor out the window like we saw, and yeah. then we don't see the mayor land on the spikes. Oh, that would be sad. Yeah, but that's exactly what they do with Eric's death. Yeah, I mean, again, because I I don't know what they're trying to do. If they were setting up a sequel, they did a bad job of having his eyes I, open or make him look alive. Yeah, I wonder if they just maybe even had a shot where he where they showed him hit the ground and it looked like crap. It just didn't work out. Could be. Budget, but I don't know. But we don't see Eric hit the ground, and I hate that. <laughs> just want to put that out there. Well, don't worry. We have an exciting scene where Buzz shows up on his stolen motorcycle with a sidecar, like a crazy Yamaha with a futuristic sidecar. And... I are you telling me all those vehicles that are parked in the mall just have their keys in them? Oh, of course. I never knew this. No, oh, yeah. Why wouldn't they? So you can just tool around on I'm going to go crank it through the mall. You totally should. It's great. Um, no, they do not. And by crank, I'm totally referencing crank when he drives crank. through the mall because that movie fucking Ooh. rules. Oh, it does. That movie is awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they, they escape. They get out of the mall and the mall explodes. All four of them pile into the into the motorcycle. For the it's, slowest motorcycle escape it's a, ever. It's a two-person sidecar. All the car chases in this are so slow and yeah. clunky. Yeah. Um, if you watch the movie on one and a half plus speed on YouTube, though, um, the car chases do look fast and fun. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pro tip right there. Very nice. Um, <laughs> the, last, the last thing that they say, the absolute end of this movie... They managed to get to the end to have like something sum up this movie, and he says a line that absolutely is more wrong than anything else they've said in the movie so far. He says... Take it away. Looks like... Uh, oh, she says, looks like Eric got what he wanted. I did better. I got you. No, Eric wanted you. What did Eric get? Eric got blown up. He got killed it. He wanted to blow up the mall. That's not what he wanted. But he wanted to have her. Yeah. That was what... <laughs> It's completely wrong. Whatever. What, how did that happen? I don't know. But then we go back and his eyes don't open. And so he might be dead. We don't know. We don't know. But that's the end of Phantom of the Mall. And cue up the Radical Vandal song. Yes, the Radical Vandal song, which is no longer appropriate to play. And in it the will world. get stuck in your head. But it will get stuck in your head. All you need to do is change the R word to a uh, kook. That's true. <laughs> the mayor of the mall. Yeah. Is there a mayor of the mall? I love the mayor of the mall song. Uh, wow. Wow. What a movie. And also, they had the fucking vandals to write a song. Yeah. I love that the vandals were like, it's such a vandals move to be like, oh, yeah, we'll totally do a song for you. And they're like, holy shit, the vandals are going to do a song for us. That's great. And it's going to be about the movie. And then they get that song back. And that's the chorus. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, thanks, the me, Vandals. It makes me wonder if the Vandals saw it first, too. Oh, they did, because if you keep going, it's, I mean... Oh, the they lyrics go, are about it? The lyrics are like, first quarter, we're going to this part, and then we're going to turn on the lights, and this thing happens, and it's like all these <laughs> stupid lines about the movie. why did they say the hockey mask? It was a mannequin mask. Because <laughs> it sounds funny. <laughs> That's why I wonder if they were trolling them. I also wonder how... How big the Vandals were, though? At this, was that a big get for them now? I mean, they've been together so long that now they're kind of like a legacy. I don't know. Big act. This is in 88, right? So it was like, were they just another... I mean, in... Cal- my buddy. My buddy's playing a punk band. <laughs> right. I mean, in California, they were huge. Yeah. I mean, they were... And that's where this movie was shot. Yeah, so it's like Oingo Boingo. Where, like, Oingo Boingo, 
was like a considered a one hit wonder across the country. But in California, they were like the most expensive party band. They threw the most the like a yearly party that was like the biggest thing that anyone had ever seen and all these things that uh, like, they're big at my house, too. Well, because I love because they're goddamn geniuses. Yeah. But uh, I was listening to Boingo the other day. So good. I installed an awesome little cassette player under my cabinet. <laughs> Yes, love Oingo Boingo, but again, they they were like huge in California, not so huge everywhere else. Yep. Um, and I think that's kind of the Vandals thing because I don't think they tour outside of California much ever. I I haven't seen them. I mean, they were on the Warp tour once. I remember that, but I never. I'm never like, oh, hey, the Vandals are playing. They play like festivals. They play yep. like Riot Fest and those things. But I never see them like on tour, like an East Coast tour. Gotcha. Maybe back in the day. Yeah. But yeah. I never got to see them, so I, I assume they never either. came to the East Coast, because I would have gone. Yeah. Fucking A. Uh, even the Dickies come to the East Coast. And the Dickies did Killer Clowns from Outer Space. They sure did. They're the best. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it. That's that's what happens when you've got a phantom in the mall. Is there a phantom in the mall? Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> Definitively, there is... I mean, there's a dude. There's, a, there's, there's a, a dude. There's a dumb guy who has half a mannequin stuck to his face. So, I don't know the Phantom of the Opera that well. <laughs> Apparently, this movie, if you do know that, yes. uh, this movie has a bunch of nods to that, obviously. I mean, yes. it's, on the surface, it's clear as day. He's got a right, half face. Right. I mean, but I guess there's a bunch of other things. So, maybe if I did know more about the Phantom, more things huh. in this would make sense. But I don't, so they don't. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I've seen. I just read. A, I just read a couple opera. comments saying that, like, as a big fan of the opera fan, it's great how many tiny nods and like subtle oh, little things they throw in here. So I don't know what those things are. I'm just yeah, basing this off. And maybe that commenter was crazy, and that's not true <laughs> at all either. He's like, oh, I just love. I did how, see it on the internet. <laughs> I love how the guy died from a flamethrower, just like in Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> I love the scene in Phantom of the Opera when all the propane tanks explode at the end, and the guy swings on the banner in the mall. I mean, I haven't I seen I it, so that could actually happen. <laughs> I haven't seen it for a very long time, mm. so you know, honestly, all of that stuff could be real. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. This is a. This is one of those movies that's super fun. Yep. Super dumb. Yes. Once it's done, it's like, oh, I guess that was a thing. Like it's not, it's not one that sticks with you very well. I find though. No, it's just it, like it's here and it's gone. It's it's a great little rainy day time waster. Yeah, it's it is it is not it's not smart. Certainly, it is definitely it is, not smart. It is nothing that's that super cool that you remember. Except for the stunt show at the end when they yeah. start going nuts and they commando the place. Fun. Yeah, that's fun. I definitely remember that. I mean, I remember those scenes. From when I was a kid, like and from when do, I first saw it on like Cinemax or something. I remember those scenes are like stuck in my head. And they do actually blow up the mall. It, it looks cheap as hell. We don't see the full mall blow up. Yep. But like usually in movies when there's a bomb, somebody stops it. Yes. Like, nope, this. Uh, yeah, nobody stops it. Yeah. <laughs> Heathers. Nope. Yeah. They blow. Heathers blows up. Yep. So this was nihilist ending. But mm-hmm. fun, you know, because the, the guy that owned the mall was evil. All of those poor people also, who started their businesses in the mall all deserved the uh, losing yeah, all also, of their like, stuff. It's, it's, it's weird, too, in the way that it's a slasher film, but none of the friends get killed. Mm. It's all just side characters. Yeah, it is. It's all just side characters that die. Security guards, uh, the punk kid that nobody wanted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The piano player. Like, it is all also. All the kids escape. So it it's, it's almost like a like a like a goosebumps story, right? And and like the uh, like 
in exact direct dichotomy to the one that we just did, uh, everybody that died pretty much sucked, right? Like, I mean, the the security guard that died, we don't know that the repairman sucked, but he could have. Oh, he sucked. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> Oh, geez, you don't even want to know that I, guy's record. No, I don't want to know. But, uh, yeah. You can't so, go near schools. Oh, boy. Well, yeah. there you go. So it's fine. <laughs> it's, he deserved to lose a face. Um, <laughs> yeah, so everybody that died was pretty much crappy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it's it, it, They were crappy or we didn't know them. Or, so yeah. that's why I'm just going to so make up crappy backstories. Yeah, I'm not going to feel bad about they it. They were very mean. Yeah. They did terrible <laughs> things to kittens. They gave horrible Christmas presents. That, yes. And they worked at the fucking mall, so they got like a 10% discount, too, mm-hmm. and they could have gotten something better. Nope. God, what a bunch of dicks. Anyway. They just, you got, <laughs> they just got people cheap gift certificates to Polly Shore's body part yogurt stand. <laughs> Home with a fake ear. Or is it? I don't know. I just wish I knew if that was a fake <laughs> ear. I just wish they gave us something. Oh, well. Anyway, you can follow us <laughs> at the Funbox Monster Podcast on Instagram. And uh, at Coast City Comics. And I am Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend. And uh, I have a thing coming out February 1st of 2020. It's uh, We're launching our Kickstarter for Rad Wraith 2 yeah. Psycho Skate. So if you want to get in on that, that is a thing that exists on the internet. And I just sent a copy of Rad Wraith 2 to our buddy Marcus Rude oh, nice. of the Rude Horror Podcast. So you guys should uh, check out that show too. I tried to comp him a copy and he refused. He threw money at me, which was weird. Yeah. Oh, well, me. Oh, you're talking about me. Yeah, yeah. you. <laughs> oh, well. I like paying for my stuff. That's very strange. And I also want to get people to check out the trailer for Forever to oh. the story of Rock and Roll High School 2. Yes. Um, by my friend Uden Gonzalez, who made that. Uh, that's just premiering um, this weekend, actually, down in Texas. So I'm not going to be down there, obviously. But uh, no. Smear Dog and the Donut, I heard that band's pretty <laughs> fucking cool. And uh, they have a song in that. So thank you so much, Udon, for putting uh, the Smear Dog in there. Awesome. That's very exciting. Yeah. And oh, and also, uh, if we're just going to keep plugging stuff, I'm going to plug everything. Okay. Well, then, uh, if you uh, if you are a fan of the comic books, if that's a thing that you're interested in, uh, we do the other podcast. But uh, this week, we're going to be doing a special episode uh, just with Sean Murphy uh, of uh, White Knight. And all of those things, and we're just going to talk about that comic book. Um, what is that podcast called? It's called Um Actually Comics, and it is the other podcast that we do. Uh, it's just a weekly wrap-up for comic books that are coming out that week, but uh, this one is going to be a straight-up interview with Sean Murphy about this amazing Batman book, which is really good. So... We'll be doing that this weekend, so look out for I that. I heard you wrote some of a I Batman book. got to write part of it, too, so we're going to talk about that. That's what's so exciting, is that uh, there is a little, there's a little thing in this, this month's issue of White Knight that I actually got to, I got to be a part of writing, so we're going to talk about that in the podcast, too. So if you want to hear about that nonsense, that's happening. All right, so thank you, guys. All right, let's unplug all the plugs. <laughs> that's that's all the plugs we have. Wish everybody a good night. Yeah, and this is the longest podcast we've ever done. Seriously? Yeah. What are we doing next? Chopping Mall? We stand at the mall? Fuck, let's stay at the mall. Let's do Chopping Mall. Let's do Chopping Mall. Yes! Tune in next week for Chopping Mall. Yeah. All right. Faces. Good night.